Welcome to the Sleep Roundtable podcast. Each week leading up to the 10th annual Sleep Roundtable, I'll be chatting with one of this year's renowned industry expert speakers. If you haven't already, be sure to get registered for the roundtable. It's the leading dental sleep conference for sleep dentists and their teams. And it's in Dallas on October 7th through 10th. Go to sleeproundtable.com to get registered. Now sit back and get ready to learn a thing or two in preparation for this year's highly anticipated sleep roundtable. Enjoy. So today I have the Tanya Bailey with us. Tanya has been with Tops now for how many years? About 15. 15 years. So TOP stands for Total Patient Services. Uh, they work with practice growth, team growth, management, all that kind of stuff. Uh, in fact, Tanya has been working with us through TOPS for about 11 years. And I wanted you, those of you who are coming to Roundtable, and I, I hope everyone that's watching this or listening to this will be at the Roundtable, the 10th annual one. But Tanya's going to give us a little taste of what you might get. She's going to be teaching on how to say yes without saying no. Is that your title? Something like that? That is something like that. Something yes. Like, something like that. Something like that. Well, first of all, tell me about TOPS. How does TOPS function? Where did it come from? How was it started? Great question, Dr. Smith. So Total Patient Service was founded now about 18, 19 years ago by Steve Anderson and was actually born out of uh, the previous company of Dental Boot Camp. And so Total Patient Service, our motto is because people mean everything and we go around the country helping practices implement total case acceptance tools. So case acceptance, verbal skills, systems to maximize your practice growth, including how to say yes, even when the answer might be no. Ah. So why did you get involved in this level? I mean, why did you leave actual clinical dentistry to get into this? What was the one thing that said, you know what, that sounds like my niche. Right. Well, great question again. I uh, had the opportunity at the practice level through several practices to attend uh, team training in, through a variety of organizations and had an opportunity to also be a team member who had a coach. And so I just saw early on the value that coaching could do for me personally. And then I also saw the value that it brought to the doctors that I worked for. And so when the opportunity arose um, to join an, an incredible team like Total Patient Service, of course, I took that jump. All right. I know that you worked in dental forever. And yeah. then I brought you into the sleep side of the practice. And that was, oh gosh, how many years has that been now? About four years ago now. Four years ago. Yeah, I said, you know what, you've done all this for dental. Now I want you to do the same thing for the sleep side. Mm -hmm. And now you've come a long way. Now you know as much about sleep. Well, I know you don't know the clinical part and <laughs> there's some things that you don't want to know. Right. But you know the differences in growing and helping to grow a sleep practice compared to a dental practice. Right. I think one of the things that brought that together full circle for you is what happens to a lot of doctors, whether it's a dental practice, a sleep practice, or really any other kind of practice, which is the telephone, uh, spending a lot of money on marketing and wondering if your marketing is actually working or not. And one of the first things to figure out is, um, do we have a phone problem or a marketing problem? 
Yeah. Well, when I, at least when I talk to doctors about getting into this, I tell them, you know, you've got to get your systems in place. You know, if you do a, a lot of external marketing before you're really ready to help transition the patient and get the patient to say yes and know how to bill and those kind of things. So marketing is usually a little bit later. Right. But, and I'm assuming that's sort of the way in dentistry, except I would, I would also assume that most of the time when you go into a dental practice, they already have their systems down for dental. Some systems, <laughs> Some systems. <laughs> obviously yeah. that's one reason you go in there is to help them with right. systems. Well, I think the common thing in both is that the, the primary entry point, um, even still today in 2021 is a telephone call, right? And so evaluating um, how that works and the systems for answering the phone, because I'm sure you, me, and everyone that's listening to this has all had an experience calling a healthcare provider. And the, it was just a checklist of you know, questions. What is your name? What is your date of birth? What is your insurance? So on and so forth, and not really creating a relationship. And so the core of everything we teach that works in dental practices and sleep practices alike is that patients say yes because of the relationship that you've built with them, not just because of the technical details that we've gotten on the telephone. Yeah, I remember when Steve Anderson, a couple of years ago at Roundtable, he had somebody call offices. I don't remember who actually made the phone calls but he had somebody as homework for the round table call a bunch of the sleep offices that were coming and it was quite embarrassing yeah it's it's always um revealing in fact i do that a lot of times in practices is not call their practice but just call what they perceive to be their competition and remind them what's really happening when the phone rings yeah well did you notice any obstacles that were different as you tried to help me with my sleep practice compared to a typical dental practice? And if so, what sure. were they? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, well, one primary obvious answer that everybody already knows is we're dealing in the medical insurance world, not the dental insurance world. So that brings with it a whole, you know, different set of questions that might be asked. And I think, um, you know, the person answering the telephone in any practice wants to be able to answer a bunch of questions. In your case, particularly in the sleep world, there's a lot more technical questions that come your way, even you know, do you do CPAPs would be an example. And so as we've gone through that continuum in your practice and the differences that you've had over the years and even the modifications that we've had to make with the different offerings that you have, um, certainly some differences there. And I would say that the principles are the same. Right. Yeah, that's, I would assume if somebody had you come in, for example, just to help you with their sleep practice, it would be very little, not much difference between the sleep and the dental as far as concepts and the way they enter the phone and how they link with the patient and all those things that you've taught us over the years and finding out what matters most to the patient, all the basic concepts. So it's been so long now, I don't even remember what would, if you go into an office for the first time or anybody with TOPS, what do you start with? How do you get somebody going on improving their systems and in in growing their team and their practice. Right. Well, um, that is as unique as every practice. So it's a lot like how you work with your patients. Uh, The very first thing we do is have a conversation to find out what the owner or the doctor perceives are the biggest needs. 
And then we really do a top to bottom practice analysis. And most important, anytime somebody has a coach, they want to get a return on investment. So we look and see what opportunities exist that we could implement systems and verbal skills to get a quick, immediate, within 90 day return on investment. And that gives us time to then create a long term strategy to help really max maximize success. And then just like you and I have done over the last 11 years, keep a plan in place so that things stay in place because entropy happens. Uh, I think of it a lot like um, personal training. If you've worked with a trainer at the gym, um, and I have, <laughs> and when I'm working with the trainer, things are great. And when I'm not working with the trainer, I don't do so well. And so it's really, I think the same principle. Yeah, and I think uh, this happens a lot in the area of sleep, uh, as you know, and you've been to one or two of my sleep seminars. So, you know, the number of dentists that have come through my sleep seminars over the years. Right. And you can probably count on one hand those that have gone, done really well and, and now are only doing sleep. Mm -hmm. But I talk to dentists all the time that want to be sleep only in their practice. Right. They want to transition out. And what would you say is the biggest obstacle to them doing something like that? You know, I've uh, come across that as well since I've been uh, privileged to work with you for so long. I've met a lot of your peers and colleagues who have that desire. And some of the obstacles that come up is the law of focus. I mean, whatever you're focusing on expands. And you know this because you went through it. It becomes challenging to put all of your focus over on sleep while still trying to generate your revenue through your dental practice. And so you have to find a way to balance to keep the cash flow going through the dental practice while you build the sleep practice. And if your goal is to become sleep only, then you've got to have a way to keep uh, somebody doing the dentistry. Again, right. it's, the, it's that cash flow cycle. Yeah, we've seen, we've seen guys that have just let the dental side peter out. Mm -hmm. then not getting any reimbursement at all for all that they've built over the years. So that's right. not the best way to do it. Bringing somebody in would be ideal. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, in a variety of cases and not necessarily all sleep, we've helped many doctors transition to maximize the value of the dental practice for whatever reason that they want to exit, whether it's because they want to focus on sleep only or something else, or if they want to completely, you know, transition to really maximize and uh, protect the legacy that you've built over the years. Right. So again, going back to your title, you're going to be helping at, at the round table, you're going to be helping us learn how to say yes without saying no. I'm assuming that means, is that is that referring to getting patients to move forward with treatment or getting more new patients in? Which yes. these offices <laughs> need help with both of those. You know, it's really both, because if you think about all the things that come our way, um, we I am going to spend some time helping practices really uh, reduce their cancellation rate, reduce their no show rate, figure out why they may be failing to convert in general, whether it's scheduling an appointment or scheduling treatment. And so that topic is universal. And what happens is we get conditioned to say no when patients ask us for things. So for example, are you open on Saturday? No. Well, there's a better way to say no. There's actually a way to say yes, even when the answer is no. So I'm gonna give five uh, recipes of success, if you will, for how to answer yes when it's really a no. I love it. All right, so five things, five recipes. 
five recipes, All right. maybe I'll more. I love bonus content. Are you going to have any Q&A? Because I'll bet you there's going to be a lot of questions about. Absolutely. I'll have a handout and then always love Q&A because everybody comes with their own, you know, custom set of challenges and uh, I'll be there all day Saturday. So even can have some one on one time with anybody if they need it. Fantastic. All right. Well, Tanya, I've really enjoyed having you on this podcast. Thanks a lot for spending some time with us today. And as we've mentioned, Tanya will be part of the roundtable. So for those of you who have not registered for the 10th annual roundtable, it's October 7th through 10th. We had a hiatus last year, didn't have one. We're expecting hundreds of sleep venice and their teams. So go to sleeproundtable.com, get registered, and you can hear people like Tanya who will help you grow your practice both financially emotionally, every way you want to grow it, she'll help. Thanks again. Have Thanks a wonderful day me. and we'll see you in October. Excellent. See you then. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Sleep Roundtable podcast. Don't forget to head to sleeproundtable.com to register for the 10th annual Sleep Roundtable and to subscribe to our show. See you in Dallas in October.